0: Why hello there my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast where you will learn how to rule over your dynasty league for years to come. Now allow me to introduce you to your hosts.
1: Here we go episode number 115 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Whoever you may be, however you may be listening hey we're down a host we're down pj this week me and max are coming in hot mason from cleveland is coming in hot as well but super excited to bring you guys another episode feel like the games were decent this week pretty much spread out throughout the whole week which was i i honestly like that having a game on friday thursday a couple games how we feeling max feeling good
2: Feeling good, man. I mean, I know you said we're down a host. Peter brings that uh, that excitement factor, that just that banter. But his fantasy advice—he's never won championship, so I don't, I don't, I don't take it seriously. No, I'm just kidding. Peter gives great advice. We'll miss Peter dearly. We wish him luck on his CPA exam. Um, but we do have Mace here. I'm feeling great. I'm rejuvenated. I'm jacked up. Um, I'm a, a little sad that the trade deadline like has passed in my some of my leagues, but I'll pass it to Mace. What is up,
0: fellow Monarchs? Uh, gonna be filling in a little bit more than my usual uh, one liners here this episode. Um, excited to bring you guys some content, and um, in my opinion, it'll probably be a better episode without Peter. So, we love Peter, we love the banter. Pete, when you're listening, we love you.
1: Shots fired, Max. You actually fired some shots at PJ in our home fantasy football league, you got the win over PJ. What are you feeling? What are your emotions at this point?
2: It's like it's like that Ohio State, Michigan. like if I could win one game, which that's my only win so far, like I just wanted to be versus Peter. Like I don't care about every other game as long as I beat Peter, I'm happy. um so we'll see I did end up trading the supposedly one oh one. I don't know if that's happened since we've last talked, but um just a big boy trade and uh, I guess we'll see this week if I win, I mean, it looks like it's gonna be the one oh two so then it would just be a Hell of a trade, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we did cover that trade on the podcast, even though there was some banter back and forth. It might be worth it just as a little warm-up. Do we want to go over the trade, kind of lay it out for the listeners there?
2: Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think we should put it on Twitter, too, just to see what the people are raving with. Um, so one quarterback league, half-point PPR, I traded away what was the 101 at the time, so call it Marvin Harrison Jr., um, it still is the 101. I think it has a good potential to be the 101. on um, I traded that away and in return got Devonta Smith, who I'm very high on um, the 104, 105. So I don't know who that who that's going to be. Um, and then I also got Charbonnet, a second and a third. I traded away Marvin Harrison, Jr. and then Jerry Judy. So honestly, the hardest thing for me to give up in that trade was Jerry Judy. But I don't know. I am uh, I love Smith. I feel like I'd rather have Smith and Abuka than Marvin Harrison. Um, And if it becomes the 102, then that's just a home run trade, to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, it is super interesting. I think I chimed in as a gut reaction that I definitely liked. The side that you gave up more with 101, I guess it, there is still a few games to be played to kind of determine that, which does play a factor. But at the end of the day, too, at 102, it's probably going to be like Malik Neighbors. Malik neighbors is nasty. So, I mean, he's not obviously as good as Marvin Harrison, but I mean, he's a good consolation prize. Nonetheless, I think the only thing I, I really don't have any, um, anything to say about the Judy side. I mean, I think you just got out at kind of fair value there, maybe a different piece other than Charbonnet, but I do see the upside though, where maybe you could trade him later on. So honestly with your team too, you kind of just needed to stack, a handful of different assets there. And I think you did a decent job kind of divesting. Cause like you said, I mean the 104, 105 looking maybe like a Mecca, something along those lines. So I, I do like the trade. Mason, what are your thoughts on the trade, Mr. Max put together there?
0: Kind of going back to what you said, uh, Mr. C, I don't like this year in one quarterback leagues, uh, the question mark of maybe having the 101. I think Marvin Harrison is the clear cut number one overall pick. I don't care if you're loaded on receivers. I don't care who's on your team. Um, when it gets to be a two quarterback format, I think it's a little bit different. But I personally think Max won this trade.
2: Yeah, I was thrilled with Devonta Smith, man. Everyone's, I mean, thinks he's the wide receiver too. He is the wide receiver too there in Philadelphia. But if they say he is, then I want that same respect and same targeting to go to Jalen Waddle, um, who I think Devonta Smith is a better wide receiver than Jalen Waddle personally. So, and I think Jalen Hurts is a better player than two Tua Tagovailoa. We'll talk about Jalen later. So I'm really high on Smith. It leaves me with like Kyle Pitts, Devonta Smith, and Anthony Richardson with five first. So I figured those three people are all super young, super talented, hopefully Kyle Pitts. Um, And then five first, I can do a lot with that, man. I really can. So we'll see. But I think it's we should definitely put it up on the Twitter. Let the, let the fans vote.
1: Yeah, that is super interesting. Like you said, we, we will definitely post that on Twitter there, especially now that the listeners have kind of gotten the context behind the the trade, kind of what your team looks like, kind of those keystone assets. I feel like that is a big piece into it that you necessarily can't get unless you listen to our episode. So that's, that's a good reason to listen for those polls there. But getting into things, let's just move straight into reports from around the realm. There's only one item on the docket here it is going to be jonathan taylor slated to miss multiple weeks with a thumb surgery this one's brutal i mean i guess zach moss has some relevancy again if you don't have a trade deadline i feel like we've kind of talked about that the past couple episodes now but it's a big point i max what are your thoughts as far as Zach Moss goes for the rest of the season, maybe Taylor, his outlook kind of longer term. I mean, Zach
2: Moss, when he played, he was the running back five. Um, His stats were insane when he played there in Indy. That was also with some Anthony Richardson time in there, I do believe, at the beginning of the season. Gardner Minshew's a fine quarterback. I think he's capable of moving the football. So I think Zach Moss in an offense with that line and a workload of 80% or carries or more He's a high-end RB2, low-end RB1 for me, honestly. I mean, he proved that. Um, and I think if your trade deadline hasn't passed and you need to make a run and get into the playoffs, I would pay a second-rounder for him. I mean, maybe it sounds crazy, but if I will win a couple of games and there's no running backs else out there, there just isn't, he's definitely your guy.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm with it too. And just looking at his schedule, he has Tennessee, which is kind of rough. Then he plays at Cincinnati and then plays uh, – Pittsburgh at home, Atlanta, and then for the championship, they have Las Vegas. It'll be interesting to see if Taylor misses that much time. But if you could buy Zach Moss for a second, I mean, honestly, even if you pay two seconds, it might be questionable right now. But if Taylor ends up missing the rest of the season there, yeah, dude, then you have you have a smash start, almost championship winner against Las Vegas. If you need them, you know, so I think that is an interesting thing to monitor there. Um, Mason, what do you think that's looking like as far as Moss goes, as far as the rest of the pieces in that offense? Would you be if you as a competitor, would you be trying to buy Zach Moss? Or are you kind of just letting him be trade bait somewhere else?
0: Honestly, kind of agree with Max here. You know, if for some reason he's on waivers, I'd put in a claim. Definitely um but i really wouldn't be making a move for him unless you're in some must win games here coming on the stretch um i know nick you touched on his playoff schedule not great um taylor will probably be back by then anyways um but the colts overall they have looked good on offense uh, i think they have the second longest active winning streak right now in the nfl behind the denver broncos um you know I saw a stat; they went four and zero in November. I thought that was pretty pretty cool. Gardner Minshew leading uh, the Colts to, to be to be more more um, spot on there. But overall, I probably wouldn't really trade for him personally. Um, I like my draft picks. I think you can get great value, uh, specifically in the second round. Um, you see guys like Sam Laporta going in the second round or even third round in some drafts this past year. Um, I just, I think I'd rather have those picks moving forward than uh, RB2, who will probably be out of the league in, I don't know,
1: a year and a half, two years. Fair point. With that being said, let's move right into our weekend recap. All right, and getting into our weekend recap, Mason, who is your weekend recap player of this week?
0: So I really just wanted to highlight Jalen Hurts here. I think that, obviously, he's been great this season. Uh, MVP frontrunner for odds on probably every single sports book. Um, I think there were some Jalen doubters going into the season. Um, Monarch Max being one of them. And I really just think this stretch of games in particular that he's played, I just, he's played some really good teams the past couple of weeks, at Kansas City, home versus Buffalo. They got home against the Niners this week, at Dallas, at Seattle. I mean, that's a gauntlet of teams right there. And they've showed uh, quite the poise, the Philadelphia Eagles. And I really think it starts with Jalen Hurts. So just wanted to give him some praise. Another outstanding performance. Two rushing touchdowns, one coming to end the game in overtime uh, against a very good Bills team. So really just wanted to give Jalen a shout-out here.
2: That's true, man. I mean, I used to be a Jalen hooder. I still don't think he's the best throw of the football, I will say that. But it does It does make it helpful when you have A.J. Brown and a Heisman Trophy um, receiver and Devonta Smith. But he's insane, man. I mean, what do you got – like, Nick C, I guess I'll just lead this question to you. Like, what do you think his value is in one quarterback and super flex?
1: It's so, it's so high. I mean, i I love the quarterbacks even in one quarterback leagues. I feel like he he's bordering probably two first in a one quarterback league I feel like and that might be bold to say but dude his rushing upside is crazy dude I mean he already has 11 rushing touchdowns this season
2: I think the only way his rushing upside dies is if they ban the tush push like when they get to the one yard line two yard line whatever it is they're gonna do that and pass interference on the goal line, whatever it is he's probably gonna get a rushing touchdown I mean it's the guy squashed 600 pounds. His line is insane. Jason Kelsey's insane. He's got A.J. Brown behind him pushing him. He gets Dallas Goddard back. Like, I, I do think I agree. He's probably up there at the two first value. I, I truly do.
1: And honestly, and it's tough to say this because I feel like Mahomes is on equal playing field with him as far as value goes for, um, for like one quarterback. Superflex is where I feel like I give Mahomes a slight edge. I don't know the reason. It's probably just because I'm scared to put Jalen ahead of him in Superflex, but he's probably more valuable than Mahomes in one quarterback, which then I guess for me would make it more valuable in Superflex. But I, I don't know. My trepidation is there. I think I'm just a closet Mahomes fan. You are. You
2: are. It's interesting, though, man, like he, him and Mahomes are definitely right up there. And I mean, I feel like I guess a hypothetical, right? Everyone talks about Caleb Williams and this, this and that. I feel like you'd have to probably pay at least a first and a half on top of Caleb Williams to get Jalen hurts. Would you agree?
1: I, yeah, I totally agree.
0: I feel like for Hertz value going forward. Um, I know we talk dynasty here, but there's no reason Jalen hurts shouldn't be the number one quarterback off your redraft boards next year. Um, I think this year we were seeing like Mahomes, Herbert, Josh Allen go before him. I mean, I was able to get A.J. Brown as my first-round pick, and I don't think I got Jalen until my third-round pick, which I was thrilled with, um, seeing other quarterbacks fly off the board. As for his dynasty value, I think two-first minimum. I mean, he's 25 years old. He is – like Max, Hep, unless they ban the tush-push, he's probably due for at least – out of the 17 regular season games, I think he's probably scoring – 17 plus touchdowns averaging at least one a game um i just i think his value is pretty incredible uh, right now specifically
1: even if they do ban the tush push they've shown that they'll just go like cam newton design qb runs qb draw right up the middle i mean they've done it back-to-back weeks against kc against buffalo i saw a really good breakdown on twitter of it but yeah man that that rushing upside that's what's going to win you championships and just week to week just having that upside especially in four-point pass touchdown leagues but that's enough of Jalen hurts everybody knows that he's amazing Max who is your weekend recap player yeah I'm uh I'm gonna go someone that I'm not a fan of I'm
2: not but I, I gotta give him his praise I gotta give him the tip of the cap there it's the King King Henry uh half point PPR running back nine full point on PPR, running back 14, finishes to running back 10 on the week here. He's probably the one guy that, like, if I'm going to get a championship, right, and I want to win it all, probably go out and get Derrick Henry. But if I don't have a championship and I'm in the middle and I don't even know if I'll make the playoffs, then I'm probably selling Derrick Henry. But I say this in, in regards because Derrick Henry in the playoffs plays Houston two times. Let me just read you his last three seasons versus Houston. is actually full point 35 and 18 the season before that he did get hurt and then the so the season after that he had 40 and 35 and i'll just do one more just for fun here he had uh 39 and eight so they did stop him one year but the guy just owns houston this is a different houston team don't get me wrong but playing houston twice in the playoffs that rush defense is pretty electric to me um, But if not, like if you don't have a championship team, if you don't think you can make a far run in the playoffs, I would not be relying on Derrick Henry. I would be trying to sell him after this performance. I think there's no chance that he does this even close to next year. I'd sell for a second. Uh, I'd sell for three thirds at this point, to be honest with you. If I just had him as a rebuilder,
1: so I guess that is a crazy schedule. Like you said, owns Houston. If you're a competitor looking at this, looking at. Okay, plays Houston twice, Seattle even has been a pretty good matchup. Do you pay a first for Henry? I feel like that's been the ongoing question where we all say, no, you shouldn't pay the first for Henry, probably for the past like two seasons at least. Maybe if it's Henry in a mid-second, or no, Henry in a late second for a late to mid first-round pick. I, I'm posing that question to both of you guys. If you're a competitor, you're one running back away. Do you guys think you, you would make a trade like that?
0: I will say in our our main Dynasty League here, uh, my running backs, not the best, but they're serviceable. I have Pacheco, Rashad White, and Madison have been my three guys kind of throughout the season so far. Uh, One of our competitors, Mort, uh, he has Derrick Henry, and he does not have that great of a team. And I sent him a second for Derrick Henry. I think it was going to be a pretty early second based on how our uh, league's been playing out, but he actually declined the trade. Um, he said he went first. I wouldn't pay it first. Now Morth's team has completely turned around. I think he's on a four-game win streak, so I guess it pays that he kept him. Um, but, yeah, I tried to get Derrick Henry for a second, and I couldn't get it done.
1: It's totally team context, but whoever has Henry, right, if they're in the middle, if they're anything like that, I feel like that's what they're going to be looking for in a lot of leagues. They're looking for that first rounder to move off of him just because they, uh, they have the outside chance. Like like Mort, you're saying in our home league, I mean his team might not be the best on paper, but if Henry pops off for like a 30-point game in the playoff, I mean, he could he could upset somebody for sure. So that's where it is interesting. So do you think Mason, you would do a trade, and and maybe you broach this with Mort, but where it was like you sending a first round pick, and then it it would be like Henry in a
0: second. I don't know if I would at this point. Um, if we if our trade deadline has not passed or hadn't passed by now, I probably wouldn't have, just because Pacheco has been great for me. Um, and like you said, it's all about team context here with Henry. I think, but I have serviceable running backs. So I don't really think I'd want to give up a first round pick for Derrick Henry at the end end of the day. You know, I'm a fan of second round picks, as I shared earlier, but I I just don't think that I would want Derrick Henry, who's probably maybe has one more top 15 running back season in him. I mean, he's not worth that much in Dynasty, guys. Let's be real.
1: Oh, I agree. It is a tough predicament to be in um, if you're a Henry owner, if you're trying to get him. It's that that constant, he's probably worth a first, but no one's going to pay a first for him uh, kind of thing.
2: But If you could guarantee me that I win a championship, shoot, I'd pay freaking 101 for him, honestly. I mean, if you could guarantee me that Derrick Henry puts up 40 points the three weeks of the playoffs and I win a championship, I'd pay any single price for him. I truly would, because at the end of the day, we play to win championships, something Peter does not have, um, which is crazy. he doesn't have one
1: still it's it's it's, it baffles
2: my mind he's never won in redraft he's never won in dynasty but I digress there I'll pass it to you Mr. C
1: it's gonna be Nathaniel Tank Dell Houston Texans he didn't have a crazy game but had five catches for 50 yards and a touchdown he had a few plays called back where he could have had a monster game I think he had like a 40 plus yard catch called back uh, for an illegal shift which was kind of a questionable call for me but Tank Dell is so interesting to me as a dynasty asset. I don't really know what to do with him. I'm going to be honest. If I have them, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, if I'm selling, if I'm just buying the hype, but it just to put it into perspective, like I was a fader of him in the pre-draft process, even though it's probably my bias coming in because he would absolutely destroy the Cincinnati Bearcats anytime Houston played them because he went to Houston. But right now, he is the wide receiver 11 and half PPR, wide receiver 10 in points per game, and half PPR at 14.5. I'm posing the question to you guys. Are you guys buying the production? He's wide receiver 17 on Keep Trade Cut. I feel like I'm a seller at his current price. um, But I do have a couple would-you-rathers to kind of pose to you guys. But kind of just in general, wanted to get your thoughts on Tank Dell kind of moving forward as a dynasty asset here. He's tough, man. I
2: mean, I almost bought, I sent um, like a late first, and I, it almost got accepted there at the deadline. Um, this was before the past two weeks, obviously, and he's played really well. He scored in both those games there. Um, CJ Stroud looks amazing. Tank Dell, I mean, I know CJ Stroud in the draft process is like, hey, I want to go, I want you guys to go get Tank Dell. They went out, they got Tank Dell. Um, it just I feel like where the Texans are at as a team I don't know where Robert like Robert Woods is old and like kind of worthless to me honestly um, there is Nico Collins I, I think his deal is coming up here pretty soon um, Tank Dell's obviously on a pretty new deal there so it just depends like if the Texans were to go out and get like there's a lot, a lot of good receivers this year a T Higgins because I could see them doing that or a Michael Pittman or something like that then Tank Dell's value just takes a hit to me like I don't think he could be a wide receiver really two on that team I think he needs his targets and he gets a lot of targets so it's a really interesting player I think he's worth probably a first to me I wouldn't pay more.
0: So I am a Tank Dell owner in two out of my four dynasty leagues that I'm in can't say I was necessarily doing my research and bought into this Tank Dell hype or anything Uh, he kind of just fell to me and I think that I was like, all right, like whatever. Heard good things, talented guy. I think he had a pretty good combine too. Um, You know, it's not like he was high on my draft boards is what I'm getting at. But honestly, I don't know where I stand with them. The Texans offensive looks fantastic, and you can't argue that. And he's obviously been a pretty critical part of that. I just feel like that's what makes it so hard is like, is it C.J. Stroud that's making him good? I mean, if he was on the Falcons, would he be getting the same, you know – the same production here it's pretty tough to value him right now i feel like but i think like max said pretty much the clear-cut wide receiver one on the texans so if you had a gun to my head and made me value him at a draft pick i'd probably say a first right now mid first honestly oh for sure so i this is
1: where it gets interesting at mason i'll keep you on and then get max's thoughts um on these ones, I kind of just put a, would you rather like this player or that player and two of them from the same rookie class, which would be interesting. Um, maybe we'll do that upcoming, like a redraft of, of this previous dynasty rookie draft, but would you rather have Zay flowers or tank Dell? And so, so this is just half PPR
0: Zay flowers or tank Dell. Um, wow. That is really tough. Right now, I'd probably go Zay, just because I think Zay's on the better team. I think there's going to be volume in that Baltimore offense. And I think at the end of the day, Zay is probably more talented than Tank Dell, on paper at least. So I'm going to have to go Zay right now. So second player I had
1: locked in here, would you rather have Tank Dell or Jackson Smith and Jigba?
0: I'm slamming Tank Dell for this one. Um, I'm personally not a JSN fan. I don't think it helped that he went to the Seahawks who have that DK. I know Lockett's getting a little older, but he's still a valued piece um, in that offense. I'm slamming Tank Dell for this one.
1: And then last one here, Mason, would you rather have Tank Dell
0: or Drake London? I'm slamming Tank Dell again here. Um, I think Drake London's really talented. Don't get me wrong. I think, I've seen a couple of different reports of who the Falcons are going to go get this off season uh, quarterback wise. In this current state, I'm going tank Dell. If they get Caleb Williams or Justin Fields or something, maybe my answer would change, but right now tank Dell.
1: Flipping to max. What do you think of those ones? You heard the the three different guys, flowers, JSN, Drake, London, which of those guys would you take tank Dell over? Which of the guys would you take over tank Dell? Simple as that. I and mean, those are great questions,
2: Mr. Steen. I think we should put all these on Twitter. Let the fans vote there. I think I'm going to go Zay. I think Zay has the potential in the flash. Like, I think they're very similar receivers, and I think Lamar is just him, honestly. Um, I also don't think Odell will be there again next year. I think long-term Zay will be that guy. He's shown that already this year. He had a great game on Sunday night there. I'm probably going to go Tank Dell over JSN, even though I'm a pretty big JSN fan. I just think it's DJ Stroud and over Geno Smith and everything I know now. And then... I'm going to go tank Dell over, uh, Drake London. Like Mason said, unless they get Justin Fields or Kirk cousins or one of these quarterbacks, um, obviously I don't trust doesn't So.
1: Yeah. Interesting stuff. I'll, I will definitely be, uh, posting those kind of would you rather ones on tank Dell. I feel like he's a very polarizing kind of guy because his profile wasn't super crazy. His build is, I mean, he's like five, eight, 160 pounds or whatever he is, but, how about you? Just, just with your guys' answers as well. I, I think I was leaning one way as I was putting these in here. I think I lean with you guys as well. I think Flowers is the one guy I would take over Tank Dell. I think I'm taking Dell over JSN and London, just because, like, as far as the JSN one goes, you could probably buy JSN back super easily. Uh, Dell is just going to have that higher value, and then you you can play the gamble and say, okay, maybe the Texans don't bring in another receiver this upcoming season. They have, like you said, Max, Nico Collins. He's under contract through the 2024 season, so through next season, then he's a free agent. So I feel like there's still another year here where you can get some really good value uh, for Tank Dell if you decide to move him. And then London, I don't know. I, I do like London, but like you guys said, it's the quarterback carousel you really can't bank on these teams to go out and find a quarterback like there's a reason it's hard in the NFL and to sit there and be like oh London's for sure going to get one of these top end guys i you could be bag holding and you could probably just buy london back easily like if you flip him for tank debt now buy london when he doesn't get a quarterback uh, after that so i think we we're all kind of on the same page there be curious to see uh, what the listeners think.
2: And I'll, I'll say that's like, I almost have, I don't want to say like PTSD, but I mean, a couple of years ago with Amon Ross St. Brown, I was like, well, well Amon Ross can't do this again. Yada, yada, yada. He was drafted here and the Lions stink and he's not going to do it. I just couldn't get burned like that again, man. I don't know. But I do get like a weird feeling that they're going to get like a T Higgins. I
1: don't know why. It will be interesting to see. We'll be here all off season to cover that news if that does break, but. Regardless of that, let us move into week 13 Crystal Ball. All right. Before jumping into our week 13 Crystal Ball picks, we're going to look through our week 12 Crystal Ball picks. Not the best week. You know, I feel like I've been saying it a bit too often, but I do think. There is some decent process that we've been giving to these picks, but it's just been kind of wrong some weeks. But that's kind of the game of fantasy football here. P.J.'s picks, he had Tyler Conklin as his boom. He had 5.3 points. His bust pick, this one hurts. I was on it as well. Bijan Robinson ended with 25.8 fantasy points in half PPR. The logic was there. Just tough. Yeah, I mean, that one's tough because he really hasn't had a game like that. But your picks, Max, Jerome Ford, 9.9 points. I feel like that game for Cleveland just went drastically wrong. I mean, lose DTR. 9.9 points isn't um, what you want to see, but it's still a solid RB2, I feel like. The bus pick, though, did hit Zach Charbonnet, 7.8. My picks, pretty rough, man. Adam Thielen was my boom of the week. I come back with a vengeance, 0.7. 0.7 points. That one is just tough. And then Brees Hall had 8.4. It's a slight miss, but I still think the logic was there. And he didn't really put up a great week. So, hey, man, we hit a few, missed a few. But right now is where we go. 100%. Week 13. Max, lead us off with these lock picks. Crystal ball is showing us something special this week.
0: This is
2: probably the most confident I've felt in a pick in a long, long time, not gonna lie to the listeners. So I I this guy, he started off just blazing fire. I mean, he had some just insane weeks. And then he's just been very mid. He's had a bye week in there. He's played some tough defenses. Um, right now he's 12th in his position. Postfield probably like max I'm on the edge of my seat. Who is it? It's two attack by um, he plays the commanders. They are a terrible, terrible secondary. Um, just absolutely horrid. It's in Washington. So I think the Washington commanders can hang around, but I see two are going for four touchdowns. He's done it once this year. He finished as a quarterback to that game. For me, a boom's not anything over 22 points for a quarterback. So we'll see if he can get there.
0: Uh, so for my boom this week, uh, you guys might call me crazy, but I'm going to go Pat Fryerby. I think that he is due for another big week, honestly. Um, He's only projected five fantasy points. Steelers offense has a new look to it. I really think that if Kenny Pickett's able to move the ball down the field like he was against the Bengals uh, last week, I think Mutes in for a big game. He's a talented receiver. I apologize, tight end. Um, But he hasn't really done much this season. I know he was hurt for – A lot of the games but like I said he's talented he's clearly the tight end one on the Steelers offense and I think if the Steelers move the ball I think he's going to be a critical part in it
1: yeah I'm with it for both of your guys picks here I didn't say anything for Max's pick but that one is a slam start against Washington and then honestly it is interesting Mason the the Friar Muth pick I think we'll see as this offense kind of goes forward here Deontay Johnson just doesn't look like he wants to be there. So there's going to be some kind of mid area, short area targets there for Muth. And they were just feeding him the rock last week. So we'll see if that keeps going. I am with it, though. My boom of the week is going to be Kyron Williams versus the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland has given up production to the running backs for fantasy football this season. They've been a great defense overall, but they do lack that run stuffing ability and I think Kyron's just heating up. He's coming back. He just had a heater. I think he had 200 total yards against Arizona. Obviously, Arizona stinks, but last week, the Browns played the Denver Broncos, and Samaje Pirine and Javante Williams combined for 21 points, and I think Kyron could be somewhere in this realm. He's going to see all the carries, all the catches out of the backfield. Browns Are going to be without DTR. So they could be going with Flacco or PJ Walker. But I could just see this game getting away from the Cleveland Browns, the Rams maybe just putting it on them a little bit. And then it's just going to be, you know, Kyron Williams time. I think another thing to monitor with this, uh, Miles Garrett is day to day with a shoulder injury. So that could play into factor and is definitely something to monitor, even though you're probably never going to bench Kyron Williams. And then my bust pick is going to be on that same game, same team, Cooper Cup. The Cleveland Browns, while they've given up production to the running backs this season, they've been stalwarts against wide receivers. They're just a very hard matchup. And Cup really has not been producing at all since he returned from that early season injury. He got banged up against the 49ers again. So he was in a smash spot last week against Arizona, just a pancake defense where he should just be torching them and i I think he went for like two or three points which is just brutal but i don't know man cup is really it's saddening to me to see him struggle like this but i gotta capitalize for my bus pick because i need to get one baby come on i mean i
2: love both the picks Kyron. i was completely wrong about i'll admit that to peter right now um i didn't think he'd come back i didn't think he'd do it in this kind of way they really do like him there so we'll see how that that trend continues cooper cup it's sad. I hope you guys got out before the season started. Um, I think he's in the same camp as Henry. I don't think he's worth very much. Back in like June, July, we were talking about Cooper Cup being worth like 104 or 105, like that high up there. I know Peter was big on that train. I do believe it was because Peter had Cooper Cup on his team at one point, so he boosts his value for usual. Um, but I think it's a tough matchup for Cooper Cup, and just that team runs through Kyron right now. So we'll see.
0: Nixie. I love the boss pick. As some listeners may remember, one week I picked Puka for my boom and Cooper Cup for my bust, and Puka had, like, 30 points and Cup had, like, four. Um, I'm not a huge Cooper Cup fan. I haven't been since the start of the season. I am a Puka truther. I own him in all four of my dynasty leagues. Anyways, to my bust, I think some jaws might be on the floor. And I'm, I am in no way, shape, or form saying to bench this player this week. I'm just saying he probably won't have production like he has in the past couple weeks. I'm going CMC. I think that honestly, he's kind of due for a slump game. He's playing the Philadelphia Eagles who are first against the run. It's in Philly. I don't know. I just think CMC is kind of due for a slow game and call me crazy, but I just kind of have a feeling that he might not have his typical 25 point performance. I think he's probably still due for double digits, but i'd expect it probably closer to 11 this
1: week that's a bold take mason and i'm i'm here for it you've been on fire i think you went uh two for two on the last go around for your boom buzz pick so it's tough to argue against such a hot streak like that honestly it's true man that's a that's
2: gonna be a hell of a game to watch for sure there 49ers your favorite in philadelphia doesn't make sense to me i think i'm gonna take the eagles plus three or whatever it is i think
0: it's a trap line i i Kind of one about the Niners minus three and a half. I think they're kind of trying to bait everyone into taking Eagles money line. I'm not gonna lie, Miss I like the pick
2: a lot. I think that, I mean, Phillies mean, mean, mean kind of guys there. So um, definitely, buyer beware on Chris McCaffrey. You're gonna play him regardless. Um, my bust, and I'm going back to the well here, and I, I hate to do it. I do the the well that I'm going back to is DK Metcalf here Thursday night game in Dallas. Um, I just think Dallas smokes them to be honest. I think DK's only hope of getting a fantasy relevant performance is a touchdown. And if not, I think DK has four for about 50. Um, he might have a big catch in there for like 30 yards, but those Dallas defense is really, really good. Um, they're going to game plan for it. I don't know if Kenneth Walker will be healthy. He's had two weeks to do it. So we'll see, but I think DK temporary expectations there. I think he's a high end wide receiver three, low end wide receiver two for me this week.
1: Yeah, I'm with it too. I, DK has really not been amazing this season, especially against this tough Dallas defense. I think we've mentioned it a handful of times too. They they just absolutely destroy bad teams. And not that Seattle's a bad team, but I would say they're probably mid. So I you could see this game just getting out of hand for sure.
0: I'm going to have to agree on that one. I think that Dallas defense just look, has looked unstoppable. Yeah. Um, the only team that I can remember right now playing well against the Cowboys has been the Eagles so far. So, um, yeah, I kind of I like the pick of uh, a bust on DK. I
2: love our picks this week, boys. I mean, this episode has been fire. We've been spitting game. Mason's brought some great things. Nick C brought three great trade segments there. I mean, those are some tough ones.
0: He also added two extra ones on Twitter that were just as tough.
1: I did yeah we, we might as well go over them just uh we might as well let's hear it so as I was putting it up on Twitter I figured we had a little downtime in, in between here the other two that I added were Tank Dell or Jordan Addison and then Tank Dell or Puka Nakua
0: well wow. I mean those are really tough I, I went and checked out the Twitter um during our downtime and I saw that got posted and I I really struggled. I didn't even vote on the Puka one because I'm a Puka truther. But going forward, I mean, Matt Stafford's getting old. I mean, if they get a young quarterback in there, maybe. But I think for dynasty purposes, I I think I go Tank Dell on both. Honestly, yeah,
1: it is interesting, man. I think I take Dell over Addison. The Puka one, I think I still take Puka, but it is close, man. I he's it's crazy that his value is this high. That's where. I brought up, I feel like I would sell him at his current value, Tank Dell. But uh, you could just see the path where he just keeps holding his value. And who knows, man? I mean, he's being almost valued as like a top 12 kind of dynasty receiver right now, which is pretty nuts. But go check out our Twitter, at Dynasty Monarchy, over there. Try to post some stuff uh, every week, different kind of trade polls. Kind of get your guys' thoughts on certain things. Obviously we post the episodes every week, try to stay engaged with everybody there. Um, just wanted to say thanks for the episode, Mason. Thank you for hopping on in place of PJ. PJ will be back next week and we'll be ready to rock, ready to kind of lay out some dynasty stuff for you listeners. Mason, do you have any parting thoughts for those Monarchs out there listening right now?
0: Yeah, just want to say thank you guys for having me on. I know I have some comments here and there on most episodes, but uh, nice to get a larger role in uh, the episode tonight due to the absence of Mr. Peter. I'm sure you guys will be hearing me uh, in the weeks to come, but for now, go Browns. And uh, yeah.
1: Heck yeah, man. So honestly, thank you guys for listening. If you listen this far into the episode, give us a shout on Twitter where are Always active on there, like I said. Any dynasty questions, trade questions that you guys have, how you're trying to value certain players. I feel like we give some good insight over there. We give some good insight on the podcast as well. So yeah, man. Just uh thankful that that we got some listeners out there. And we're we are very happy to be putting it on every week. And next week will not change. We will have episode 116. Going into the championship weeks, the playoff weeks. Hopefully you got your guys. If you got trade deadlines, make your deals, man. Push your chips in. But that's going to be it from us.
0: Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time. Farewell, my fellow kings and queens!